and welcome to Standard Precautions and Beyond, Conversations in Infection Prevention and Control, a podcast of the Alabama Regional Center for Infection Prevention and Control Training and Technical Assistance, or ARC-IPC. My name is Mina Nabavi, and I'm a program manager with the ARC-IPC at the University of Alabama at Birmingham School of Public Health. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends COVID-19 vaccination for most children and adolescents five years of age and older. However, as of April 13, 2022, only 28% of children ages 5 through 11 and 58% of adolescents ages 12 through 17 have received the two-dose vaccination series. Now, throughout the pandemic, having conversations around COVID-19 and this vaccination has been challenging, especially when it comes to our children. To share her thoughts on the COVID-19 vaccine and children and how to have these conversations around the vaccine, we have invited back Dr. Candace Dye, an associate professor at the University of Alabama at Birmingham and an academic general pediatrician at Children's of Alabama to join us. So thank you for being here, Dr. Dye. Absolutely. Thank you for having me back. So it seems that families are maybe more willing to vaccinate older children, that 12 to 17 year age, rather than younger children, the 5 to 11 year age, based on those vaccination rates that I just shared uh, a second ago. Why do you think that is? You know, it's kind of hard to uh, really understand um, some of those, some of those differences there. But I think one kind of thought is that though the children in that older age group that preteen and teens are have been getting vaccines their their whole life around that 9 to 11 uh, year age um, kind of group they get boosters on several of the of the childhood vaccines and and a new one as well for that age or for that timing but the versus the younger kids who should have been vaccinated throughout their first year of life and then around four years of age uh, as well, they haven't had vaccines in a while and um, or needed them, uh, you know, for the recommendations. And so, uh, you know, I think part of it may just be that there's just that hesitancy of, well, why, why do they, you know, need this at this at this young age um, versus the the older uh, you know pediatric population where it maybe seems a little bit more routine at that point um, for them to to need a subsequent uh, vaccine. I think that that's a great point that you make. I have a one year old, so it seems like every time we go to the to the pediatrician for a checkup, she's getting vaccinations, but you're right, that age range, that five to 11, they may be out of habit from, from getting vaccinations every visit, so. Right, hopefully they're getting, you know, an annual flu vaccine, but, but right, it's not that they've been getting it at two months, four months, six months, and then, you know, have this, you know, nine to 11 age, and so it's, it's hard to know for sure, but I think that that's probably, probably one thought, and I think the, you know, one of the, the other things, too, is that it's, you know, the, the younger children, uh, depending on what vaccine, are 
often uh, may be the, the last to get that approval. And so the, the older population adults, and then, you know, moving down, have been have been approved or have gotten that vaccine, um, and so it's just that gap on on when the children are are eligible as well. So, well, that leads in nicely to my next question, which is, you know, as a pediatrician, what are some common questions or concerns that you hear from patients and families about pediatric COVID nineteen vaccines? Yeah, and I think it's just, you know, again, that it can be, you know, different for different people. Uh, You know, they think and hope that parents and caregivers truly want what is best for their child. And they they want it to be proven and safe. And and, you know, a lot of times the the questions revolve around that, Um, you know, just simply, is it safe for my child? to to be vaccinated and you know i I want them to ask that question um to their pediatrician to their you know medical provider um again you know as as we touched on last time there is so much misinformation out there and so much disinformation i would just really really encourage them to go to the expert um, and to the person that they trust for their child's care to have those conversations and just just be open about that. So I know, um, you know, parents have repeatedly heard that COVID-19 does not impact kids as severely as adults. And, you know, especially if, you know, a family has been impacted by COVID-19, you know, kids may get it and just keep on going while the adults may be um, sicker for longer. But should children, even healthy children, get vaccinated against COVID-19? Yes, yes, yes. And the, yes, hopefully they, you know, they they don't get as sick um, as the elderly um, or, you know, an older um, person or just even an adult that has, has chronic conditions. But there still are immunocompromised children. There are still children that have equivalent of those diseases and um, illnesses that adults do that make them so much more vulnerable. They need that protection. They may not get as sick. Hopefully they don't, but they still do get infected. And part of that too is that if they're infected and yes, Hopefully they are, you know, that percentage that is doing fine and able to, you know, pretty much keep up their their normal. They're around other people who can't and would be severely devastating and even deadly if they expose those individuals. So a follow-up to that, if a child has had COVID previously, do they still need the vaccine? A parent may say, well, my child has had COVID. They have the antibodies. Why, why would they need to get the vaccine? Because they can still get infected. And the, uh, the immunity that you gain from, the, from having the infection may protect you for a short term, but the vaccine is going to give you a better immune protection and for a longer duration. 
I know we didn't talk about this before, before we started recording this podcast, but um, do you have any guidance on how long um, someone should wait to get a vaccine if they've been previously infected, had COVID-19? What's the recommended time that they should wait before getting a COVID-19 vaccine that a child should wait? Right. And so that that has changed through throughout this um, pandemic as we, you know, again, have rapidly been learning, digesting, and processing. Uh, the the most recent is is that once that once that child is recovering and not needing, uh, you know, intensive care, they can be vaccinated. So, do you have any tips? as a pediatrician for how to have conversations with people who may have different views about vaccination. You know, sometimes you start to have a conversation and and people may go on the attack mode and sometimes people may just decide to shut down. I'm sure you face that as a pediatrician, but do you have any tips for parents or caregivers of what they should do um, if they're trying to have conversations about you know, vaccinations. Yeah, thank you for, for asking that. Um, and yeah, I think it's I think it's like with any other conversation where you may have, you know, differences. If you jump in, like you said, I mean, go in on the attack, then it it's not gonna end well. Um, and you if you if you go in with that knowing that, of course, everybody has their right to, to their thoughts, um, but listen, actually listen to what they are saying and, and then talk with them, not at them. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to get anywhere by being condescending, demeaning, and just immediately on the attack and defense and it does not end well like that, but truly having that open conversation and, you know, just what have you heard? What do you think? And, and then, you know, well, well, let me explain for a minute of what I, what I know and, you know, what I think and, and let's talk about how those things, you know, can, can align and, and, and what's, you know, find, finding the, the common and the, and the truth there. And switching gears kind of as we wrap up, I know when we've been talking about, you know, talking and having conversations about vaccinations, at least I've been thinking about, you know, adults to adults, but, you know, how should parents talk to their children about COVID-19 and the vaccine? I know shots are scary for children. Um, And especially since we've been living in this time for the past two years where this is all you see on TV. This is all you hear about on the news. You know, do you have any any tips or advice for parents on, on how to talk to their children about, about this vaccination? Absolutely, absolutely. You let them lead. Like with anything else, they ask a question or, or they have a concern and ask them in response, well, what do you think about that? Or what, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Because where you think they may be going, oftentimes is nowhere near where they're going. And I personally, I mean, as a pediatrician, as a mother, I have to be real careful about 
getting way into the weeds when all they wanted to know what color the sign was, not, you know, what the sign meant and where it was telling us to go. You know, I mean, that's a, you know, maybe not the best analogy there, but, but let them lead and let them explain to you what they think or what they understand. And then you're able to more meet them where they are to help answer what they are really asking and really wanting to know. Be truthful with them too. You know, it kind of undoes me when um, a, a caregiver will say, you behave or you're going to get a shot. Well, no, that, it's not a punishment. <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, it's, this is, this is to protect you and, and, and to protect those that we love and help keep you healthy uh, so that you can grow and thrive. And yes, it is, it is a poke. Um, it is, you know, maybe not going to feel the best, but a short term, you know, poke and a little bit of pain there at the site for the longer term, you know, gains of it. And again, depending on how old the children are, that may not even resonate with them. So you just you let them lead and hear them, empathize with them and, um, just again, meet them where they are. I love that. And I, and I think, like you said, that can apply to so many different things, not just around COVID-19 and vaccination, but around lots of other topics that children may have questions um, about. So I like that. Let them lead. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, I mean, that's true with, you know, with, you know, on that previous question, I mean, what, you know, what do they understand with, you know, with adults or anybody? So don't hide things too. You, you know, you need to explain what they are asking, but um, you don't have to give them the, you know, dissertation on it because it, first of all, they're going to tune out at about 2.2 seconds. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Dye. This has been a great, very timely and informative podcast. You've provided a lot of great information about the vaccine, and we've had a great conversation about how to have good conversations about the COVID-19 vaccine. So thank you so much for recording with me today. Absolutely. Thank you. And, you know, just kind of a a closing comment is that, you know, sometimes these conversations are, are difficult, but... If you don't ever have the conversation, then it's way more difficult. So just, you know, having that open dialogue is, is just hugely important with your, you know, with your provider and the provider with the patient. So I agree. That's the first step, starting that conversation. Yeah. And thank you to our listeners. Please tune in next time for another episode from Standard Precautions and Beyond, Conversations in Infection Prevention and Control. 